the PCAST, presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you around Austin the Athletics Department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE, who help us keep the lights on and segue into the opening of the nation's number one most goodest Austin P podcast. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to either the smartest dumb podcast or the dumbest smart podcast in all the land. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Oh, not so bad. Uh, so, last weekend, you had a fun little... Uh, journey back to your ancestral home. Trekked, trekked to the homeland. To the homeland. To the did, motherland. Did, did the village throw you a, a welcome back parade? Uh, no, I don't think anybody knew I was there, really. Other wow. than the family. How many people live in Johnson City? Like 60,000, 65 maybe. Are any of them happy? Um, I mean, everybody I went to high school with decided to stay there and go to ETSU. So, so no. They're either no. brainwashed or not actually happy. I don't know, but get out. Get, get out like... Are we talking about the movie or... Get out of Johnson City. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Go somewhere else, people. The reason Casey was in Johnson City with football is because I went to a wedding in Opelika, Alabama. So who really got the short end of the stick there? You going to Alabama or me going to Johnson City? Well, let's see here. Uh, I spent Saturday shooting shotguns and watching hillbillies do keg stands. So, so you draw? Want, you want we'll call, call, draw. We'll call, call it a draw because you were in Alabama, yeah, which is big, big minus points. Yeah, Alabama's rough. It's kind of the worst. Kind of definitely the worst. Uh, also happening to me, I don't talk about my kid very much on this podcast because I really hate being one of those people. It's like my kid's the best. It's like he is the best, but I don't really feel like obviously do, doing that. But something happened on Monday that I feel is uh, worth sharing. So. We're, like, trying to explain to him what the toilet is and what he's supposed to do when he's there. And he gets the take-his-pants-off-and-sit-down part pretty well. But the, uh, you know, the activity has been lacking, so to speak. Well, Monday morning, I woke to my wife cheering him on while he screamed bloody murder at 6.30 in the morning. So, obviously, I was confused. Well, what happened here was that this baby toilet that we got for him um unbeknownst to me if you actually use it it sings what does it sing like just a little kids tune thing but he was sitting bare butt on the toilet because that's what he likes to do obviously and peed a little bit and then the toilet began to sing at him and he flipped out and lost his mind that's a fair reaction for anyone i think it's a fair reaction too but to be awoken by the sight of my wife cheering <laughs> while he screamed and cowered behind her legs, giving side eye to his toilet. That's that's how my week got started, and honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. To things that other people care about, football. Football. As Casey got to see and I got to hear about secondhand, another week, another D'Angelo Wilson banger up in Johnson City. Nine catches, 137 yards, and a score. First player I found in research going back to the mid-'90s, which is really all we've got as far as reliable game-by-game data, with three 100-yard outings in the season's first four games. Unfortunately, he's not to be at ETSU, which survived with a 2014, 20-14 defeat of the Govs in Johnson City. Chances were few and far between for both offenses, with both defenses containing well. While sustained momentum was tough to come by for the Govs, they were helped by Devin Stewart's prowess at pinning the Bucks deep. Three times he trapped the Bucks inside their own 20-yard line with field-flipping punts. 
Uh, linebacker turned tight end back to linebacker. Jack McDonald secured an interception and a fumble recovery to give the governor's opportunities, but especially in the second half, just no no kind of yeah, it was traction. Yeah, real, real offensive showcase there in the second half. 62 combined yards in the third quarter. That had to be a, a sight to behold. It was just all kinds of fun football. Delightful. In other news, the Govs opened up OVC play last Thursday in soccer when SIUE came to Mobroso. Uh, the Govs scored first in both halves. Ashley Whitaker scored her first goal of the season in the first half, and then SIUE tied it up. And then Abigail Gimza scored the first goal of her career to start the second half, but SIUE tied it again, and the game ended in a 2-2 two to two draw. It's the third straight season that the Govs have tied in their OVC opener, but the Govs got back at it again on Saturday, going to Cincinnati to take on the Bearcats, and guess what? They tied again. This time, 0-0, zero to zero, though. A lot less scoring, but practically as little scoring as it's possible to have. Literally as little scoring as it's possible to have. But Mary Parker Powell put up her second shutout of the season and the 11th of her career as the Govs ended the week with two draws. I defer to your expertise here as the uh, resident soccer knower. Uh, that a good draw in Cincinnati? I don't – I mean, that's a group of five team, but, you know, some group of five teams in the non-football basketball sports can be pretty bad. Yeah, I think anytime you can go tie a group of five team from the OVC, you're doing pretty good. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, on the links last week, things got better over the course of the 54-hole Derek Dolink Invitational in Madison, Illinois, which that's eh, probably not the best way to lead that off. But it's, the first round was bad. It's not about how you start. It's progressively about how you improved. The guys improved their score each round, leapt into the top ten with the final round, 291. The opening 36 holes, really the opening 35-ish holes, saw the Govs just scuffling all the way until the until number 18 on, in the second round. And that's when the Govs got three eagles from Michael Bussey, Chase Cordy, and Austin Lancaster. I mean, you're talking about losing six sh- shots. I mean, that's not only is it a great way to end a tough day, it's got to give you a little bit of confidence heading into the final get round. Get big Mo on your side. Yeah, get a little bit. I mean, I'm sure they wanted to start the final round right then. Like, hey, we're not going to be playing let's, let's any better going. than let's we are right going. this moment. Bussy was briefly in second during the final round, but a quartet of front nine bogeys sent him down the leaderboard. At the same time, Lancaster in his final round, 68, were on the way up. Lancaster finished 13th overall, top among governor individuals, and the Govs finished tied for 8th at Gateway National Golf Club. I almost said Gateway International, International. and that was, nope, not right. Nope. On the hardwood, Govs Volleyball traveled to Muncie, Indiana for the active ankle challenge at Ball State. The Governors knocked off Missouri State in the first game of a Saturday doubleheader, and they fell to Wright State in the nightcap. But Brooke Moore became the first governor to post a 2020 performance since 2009. She had a career best, you ready, 29 kills and 22 dicks. 29 and 22. And, you know, that's really impressive given how we tend to use our outsides as they're not they're not really going down for the digs very often, I don't think. I mean, I, I know what I know about volleyball wouldn't fill this um, product placement rain energy drink canister right now. But those numbers don't really come up alongside one another very often. I mean, Brooks posting double doubles just about every weekend, but twenty nine and twenty two is just a just a, a whole big, nother ballpark. That's a big kid number right there. It's a big ballpark. But 
It was the fourth best single match total in program history. That was the 29 kills and the best since 2012. And obviously this led her to another all-tournament honors. Uh, the Govs continued their 16-game season opening road trip Tuesday when they took on WKU and Bowling Green. They dropped that match, but they finally start OVC play this weekend. The script here says continuated. <laughs> continued, not continuated. It was continuated. They're I 16 blame, games. I blame Microsoft Word. Yeah, Microsoft Word often uh, autocorrects to words that don't <laughs> exist. <laughs> Rounding out the week... For the Governors, the APSU Cross Country Festival was held last Saturday, and the guys had quite a showing. On the men's side, Thomas Porter broke the school record in the 5K, running a 15-21-51 to take eighth overall. Nash Young also surpassed the old school record, posting a time of 15-26-17 to take ninth. The women's side, Fred, uh, sophomore Molly Howard and senior Immaculate Kipligat both posted top 15 finishes. Howard ran 191321 to place 10th, and Kipliget was three spots behind at 1932.01. That's everything that happened last week? Just yeah. about. Just, oh, did we no, miss? That, no, that's it. Oh, okay. Well, when you said just about, I was like, what did we, what did we miss? Anyway, uh, let's talk to somebody who's more interesting than Casey and I, and that's Gibson Roth of the soccer team. I got that. that is Gibson Roth gives Austin P soccer a huge boost each and every time she enters the game. Fortunately for the Gubs, Gibson has, I don't know, permeated, her personality has permeated the Austin P roster and gives life to each and every game that the Gubs play. And today she has been kind enough to join me here on the podcast. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think high energy really uh, does you justice. Like, <laughs> you're just always happy. This is the first time I've ever seen you actually sit down. Really? Yeah, I am always crazy on the bench. That is a different side of me, honestly, than most people get to experience. But I'm just happy to be there. So just in your general day-to-day, -day, are you, like, way more low-key? I would probably say so. Like, in class, I don't talk a lot. Um, I just kind of sit back and listen. But then once I'm around the team, it's like... I'm like myself and I'm full like a I'm a ball of energy sometimes like especially if I'm hyper like people just like probably can't deal with how hyper I am sometimes especially like during game days but so it's not just on the field like when when the sun comes up on game day you're ready to go I'm ready to go I love a good game day <laughs> you came to Clarksville from Missouri yes I was born and lived in Missouri for I think four years ish until we moved to Alabama for my dad to do flight school because he's in the military so gotcha okay so have y'all bounced around since then or has it been mostly Clarksville it's been Clarksville I've lived in Clarksville since I was in kindergarten gotcha okay so military I did not realize your dad was in the military yes. somehow that missed me so what is it like to be a child of the military it's hard at times definitely um Deployments were always hard when I was little because he was gone for like a whole year at a time and I only got to see him like 
when he came home for R&R at the six-month mark, and then he'd go back and I wouldn't see him again for another six months. Um, but thankfully, he has switched companies, and I he deploys more frequently, but less, like, shorter, shorter times. Time, so, and it, he's pretty cool at what he does. He's a Black Hawk pilot, so, yeah. Oh, so he's, like, the best of the best. You don't get to be a Black Hawk pilot if yeah. you can't really do it. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. You scored 67 goals and added 78 assists during your prep career. And I don't really have a question necessarily. Those are just, I mean, out absolutely crazy numbers. Also, you won two state titles and were like yes. the number three team. In the <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. Like, you came out of a program that is insanely good. Yes, yes. Did you feel like when you got here that, I won't say took a step back, but like, there were a lot of really good players on your team, and yes. you were kind of well prepared to play college soccer. Yes, um, definitely felt like I was prepared to come in and play college soccer because our high school team was so like intense. Like our practices were intense; they were high speed. Like we would run fitness for thirty minutes after every practice, and like if you got in trouble, it was extra fitness and like just everything and like playing with such high level players because I know I played with like Ella Baggett who went to Samford um, to play. I played with Solera Jordan. She went to UT and she's playing there. Like just so many players who were just at the higher, the highest level possible and it just helped prepare me for my college. So it was good and we were pretty good. So I was very happy about that. Why did you like to stay in Clarksville? I just love Clarksville. Like it's super close to my family, so, like, I have that feel, but I also live on my own now, and I have, like, my own life, but, like, this is my community, like, this is where I love it, and I feel happy, and, like, it's just so awesome to see, like, my Austin P community mixed with, like, my high school community, and my church community, and my family community, and just everything really, like, combined together and really flow. That's awesome, because, you know, a lot of people don't, like, they want to go away and get out. And yeah. You elected to take where you were and make it better and that's just a unique perspective that we don't always get your first collegiate goal against LSU yeah describe that feeling um it was it was weird how it happened so it was on a corner and Pam served it in and it came in and it just I wasn't expecting it so it hit off my shoulder and then it kind of went in and like I just stood there and I was like did that really happen? And, like, Katie Koss ran over to me and was like, you just scored against LSU. And I was like, I think I did. <laughs> so it was really exciting, but it was weird how it happened. But, it, it, hey, it happened. What's changed for you now that you're one of the more veteran presences on the team? It definitely gives me a better outlook to see, like, how coming in as a freshman how scary it is and how new everything is and all the like changes and everything to like now that this is like my routine and I'm used to it and like we can help the freshmen who are adapting especially the ones out of country like we can help them like adapt and give them advice and like really make their transition into college a lot easier on them so that they have like a better outlook on things and not are not as homesick so how are you so able to be consistently cheerful um, I don't know. I just, I have a happy outlook on life, I guess. And I really enjoy, like, doing what I do and being here. And just I have a great community around me that does instill a lot of positivity, so. 
you're involved with uh, 147, the yes, the group that Jeremiah Oates falls from. Yes, really sh- yes, I am. What have you done with them? Um, I've gone on a mission trip this summer. We just got back. I know it was like a few of the football players, and then Maeve and some other people from Austin P. Um, who helped me get connected to the 147 team, and we do just fundraisers and mission trips and community service and we just go out to the community and like help people who really need it you went to west virginia yes yes we did we went to gary west virginia up in the mountains poverty crime yes opioid addiction not a great place what what did because i talked to when we talked to kids who uh come back from the the overseas mission trips it's always you know, it's a life-changing experience. It's it's something I never thought they'd experience. It's it's just a completely a complete culture shock. But in Gary, West Virginia, that's something that's happening just a few miles from you. Yeah, it's it's very humbling to know that like people are just as happy with a lot less than what I have, and just to know that this is happening in like our country just makes it so much more like aware of the struggles that people have to deal with on a day-to-day basis and it was very eye-opening to see that like people do live in those types of poverty and like that situation and that lifestyle and like it was nice to see like that we could make an impact on their lives almost. Why is it important to you to help people who can't help themselves? I just feel like it's like my duty to help people who can't help themselves because like we all need a helping hand at some point and to go out and like be able to go out in the community and love on people is just such like a such a special feeling to me and I just enjoy getting to let people know that like they are loved and they are appreciated and even though they have less than what I have like I still look at them the same as I look at everybody else what is your favorite word Definitely love. I have it tattooed on my body, so, like, it's To get something favorite. tattooed on your body is fairly permanent. You yes. gotta like it. Yes, I do. I do love the word love. What is your least favorite word? Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, the opposite of love is hate, but I'd probably have to say, like, I don't really, like, like the word hate because... It has such a negative connotation on it. So when people use the word hate, I'm just like, whoa, like that's something I like. What if you hate the word hate? What if I just dislike the word hate? You won't even give hate the satisfaction of being hated? Maybe. <laughs> that's fair enough. Fair enough. Who or what inspires you? Um, who inspires me? My parents inspire me a lot. They've taught me a lot about um, just loving people like... I do and like I'm capable of and they've shown me like what it's like to have such a happy marriage and at the same time like love other people in the same way what is the last book you read for fun (laughs) it's a book called everybody always it's by Bob Goff and it's about loving people of course it is so that's kind of where it all streamed from like that's where I like loving everybody like I have become love tattooed on my arm from that book because it made such a huge impact on my life so yeah it's very it's funny that you asked that (laughs) 
what is your worst habit? I cannot wait to hear what this answer oh is. Oh, my goodness. Um, my worst habit. <laughs> I probably, you might have to give me a second on this one. I bite my nails a lot, but I've actually stopped that, and they're kind of getting a little long because I've accidentally scratched people in games. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I say like way too often. I say um a lot. Um, those aren't really bad habits. They're just Everybody does ticks. that. Yeah. I scream a lot during games on accident. Like, high-pitched scream. It's a really bad thing. Like, it's like if someone does something crazy, I scream. Like, I'm like, ah! Like, but way worse and a lot louder. That's probably a really bad habit of mine. I've kind of told myself to stop that, but it just happens. Like, like when Renee scored in the game the other day, I screamed as loud as I could. I was like, oops, sorry for everyone who's around me, but. You can't control your spontaneous yeah. joy. Yeah, you really can't. What app on your phone gets the most use? Snapchat. Definitely Snapchat. I like taking pictures for memories but I also use that as a way to communicate with people. So, yeah, and I let I let the people know what's going on on my story sometimes. So I got to I got to start <laughs> following more people on Snapchat. <laughs> Please do. You should go check out my story today. It's pretty funny. <laughs> what is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Hmm. Um when I was a senior in high school, I got in a car accident um, with my little sister. And I think the most, like, the scariest part was, like, the fact that my little sister was in the car and that she was more scared than I was. And so, like, I wanted to protect her in that situation. And it was scary because she was so scared. So not for, like, was this a bad, bad accident or more of a surprise element than anything? Um, It was, like... So apparently the guy who I hit, he ran a stop sign and it was because his blood sugar was low. So I didn't know what he was doing. And I was driving a little Honda Civic and I flipped a huge truck. So like it was pretty bad. I've seen worse, like it can definitely get worse, but it was pretty bad. Like the airbags came out and that's always like a big shock. But I was definitely really scared for my little sister because she's never been in a car accident. So. Now, with a little bit of hindsight, is it kind of cool that your tiny Honda Civic flipped a truck? <laughs> it is kind of cool. I didn't think it was possible, but it was a little Honda Civic in a big old Ford truck, and I flipped it. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I've never heard of a Honda Civic coming out ahead in any of those encounters. Me either. Me either. But, hey, she held through. She held her ground. So. What is your idea of happiness? Um, just being surrounded by the people who you love and the people who love you and just a place you're happy with and an environment that you enjoy. What is your idea of misery? Probably not loving what you do. Like, if I had a career and I absolutely hated it and dreaded going to work every day or had a just an uncomfortable situation where I had bad home life or something like that, I feel like that would be pretty miserable. What makes you self-conscious? Mm, maybe sometimes, like, if I talk too much, is apparently my dad tells me that I'm a storyteller and that when I go off on stories, I go on 12 different paths, and I don't mean to, but it just happens. And then 
So I try not to tell stories a lot, but I do enjoy telling stories. So <laughs> You have an open mic and an invitation to talk. I'm going to set this aside for a minute. Tell me a story. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you a story about the past 24 hours of my life. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yesterday, I am in my sports psychology class, and I get out of class, and I get to my car, and I have a parking ticket. And I'm just like, okay, like, I'll go take it in, see if I can get it waived, get my parking decal renewed, whatever. So I was fine. I was okay with it. And then yesterday, I went to my little sister's soccer game because they played, um, CHS played Rossview, and that's always a big rival game. And I told her I would go support her. So on the way home, I was in the car, and a deer jumped out in front of me, and I hit it. I am seeing a pattern with you and cars. Yes. I have the worst luck with cars. It is known in my family that the Roth girls, because I have three sisters, we don't have good luck with cars. So, yeah. So, anyways, I hit a deer. I knocked out my headlight. It's in the back of my car right now. I was just chilling there. Um, whatever. So, this morning, I woke up. I was in a good mood. I, was, I had a cup of coffee. I did some studying before class. And my mom calls me, and she's like, Gibson, like, can you send me the accident report from last night? I was like, yeah, let me go out to my car and get it. I run out to my car. I get in it. I take a picture of the accident report, and I send it to my mom. I lock my car, and I leave. Next thing I know, my keys are still in my car, and I locked myself out of my car. Before, I had a test, so I had no way of getting to class, and it's just been an eventful day. So <laughs> it's very interesting how bad of luck that I have with cars. <laughs> On the one hand, I don't I didn't see you meander. You kept a very tight storyline there. But on yes. the other hand, like, yeah, maybe you should hire a chauffeur. It would save you a lot of time and money. I might call Uber and just have them pick me up every day from here on out because I feel like it'd be safer if someone else is behind the wheel at this point. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked that question. That's <laughs> a lot of fun for me. What is the most embarrassing song you've ever purchased? song I've ever purchased or that you just love in general oh gosh I so there is this disco song it's called disco jazz I'm pretty sure on Spotify and I don't know why I love it so much like I it's so just like happy and jazzy but uh, very I can, I can guess why you would love something happy <laughs> it's like some people absolutely hate it like I'm a young life leader for Clarksville and I was at Young Life the other day and they played it probably 20 times and I never got sick of it but everybody in the room was like please turn this song off I was like no nope I'm gonna keep listening were you the one that was controlling the music surprisingly not it was somebody else but I think they just have the same music taste as I do <laughs> how would you prefer to die um hopefully in my sleep when I'm old if you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? <laughs> My first instinct was to say a deer, but Lord knows that deers do not have good... You... That yes. The deer would come across a driver, like... Like, you one know. last night. Um, I would probably say a lion, because I think lions are really strong and proud and loyal. What might prompt you to lie? Um, if I was protecting someone's, like, feelings almost. Like, if someone asked me, hey, does my hair look bad? I'd be like, no. 
<laughs> but well, they're asking. See, a lot of people answer that question that way. And here's my, here's where I get curious. Is like, okay. if I'm asking, I really do need to know. I don't want to go out in public yes. this way. Um, in certain situations, maybe not that exact one, but like, like if somebody paid a lot of money and they still look hideous, like that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe that kind of situation because it's irreversible and. And that second, maybe a white lie wouldn't hurt. Gotcha. What makes you hopeful? The future, probably. Like, just, just knowing. Just kind of overall future? Yeah, just knowing that, like, I'm having good days, but there's still better days to come. What is our purpose in life? <laughs> to love each other. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> So, what are your plans post Austin P? Have you made any, or are you just kind of living life right now? Um, I would say I'm kind of just living life right now, but like I still have like an idea maybe of what I want to do. I've always wanted to like go into the sports psychology field. Um, I haven't done like a lot of super research about that, which I feel like I probably should. Um, but like I, something that really interests me and like, I feel like I could help people in that sense to like talk them through like difficult times and especially like with sports, like something that I've done all of my life. So I feel like that would be something I'm really interested in doing. Well, if nothing else, you'd probably put a smile on their face and give their outlook a a bit of a sunnier disposition hopefully so i would hope i could do that for some people well gibson thank you for taking the time and coming in today i hope that it would be super ironic if people listening to this were in their car accidentally hit a <laughs> i hope not for everybody listening please watch out for a deer they're everywhere in clarksville just be careful thank you gibson really this week <laughs> another in a long line of fascinating guests from the Austin P soccer program now is the time to discuss football 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 back home for the first time in a couple of weeks the Govs host 11th ranked Jacksonville State at the fort on Saturday blackout sellout get out to the game pack out the game Stash Street tailgate alley Beer Garden VIP, end zone suites, two football teams that don't like one another, and the chance for Govs to knock off a nationally ranked opponent at home. A little something for everybody there, whatever, whatever you're interested you in. You know what they say when two teams that don't like each other get together? You can throw the record books out for this one. Thanks, Van. <laughs> that is, That was said with the, both the earnest frankness and just like he, he really wanted you to understand – that he was going to drop this cliche. I think I got that one from Vern Lundquist. You got that from Van Stokes. I think Van Stokes I'll, got I'll, it from Vern Lundquist. I'll brook no arguments. That is a Van Stokes special. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Soccer gets in action this weekend, too. They're going to play their first full OVC weekend. They'll take on SEMO Friday and UT Martin on Sunday. The Governors have really got things going since their return from Colorado. The defense has only allowed two goals in their last 310 minutes. It's posted two shutouts, and the offense has really came to life as well. They've put 50% of their shots on goal and have scored four times in the last three games. Volleyball opening OVC play still on the road. The Governors will be in Illinois against SIUE and Eastern Illinois. Despite the rough starts, well, I wouldn't even say rough start. I mean, record-wise, it's not what you'd like, but God, man. can you blame them? Yeah, I mean, there's been a bunch of – you You can hardly fault anybody for not sweeping through Power 5 tournament after Power 5 tournament. That's a, that's a tough ask. But now, back in the OVC play, back on a little more level footing with teams that they – have historically beaten to a pulp during the Taylor Mott era. OVC play has been kind to Mott and company over the last three years, posting a 40-6 and record in the regular season against Ohio Valley Conference foes. Tennis gets back in action this week as well. Coming off their successful weekend at the APSU Fall Invitational, Ross Brown's team is ready to go at the UCA Fall Classic in Conway, Arkansas. Fabian Schmidt looks to lead the Govs, coming off her win at the Govs home tournament. Schmidt and Daniel Morris, a duo that went 9-2 and two last season, ran the table at the home event to take home the doubles title. Sophomore transfer Martina Palladini-Jennings also looks strong for the Govs in the home event, taking home the Flight 2 singles title. Jessica Cathy's first home event sees her Austin women's golf team host the F&M Bank APSU Intercollegiate at Clarksville Country Club beginning Monday. The guys bring in the usual collection of talent from around the league and area for a solid home event at a great course. No gov since Kathy in 2015 has taken medalist honors at the home tournament, but in Taylor, Debbin, Megan Stamps, and others, the Govs have a chance to end not only that drought, but bring home their first team title since 2015. For community service stuff, Haley Jacoby has all your opportunities, to so see her for that stuff. Looks like there's some opportunities at First Christian Church and with Buddy Ball over the next couple weeks, so get with Haley if you're interested. Mana Cafe also kicks off this week. Kenwood Elementary, West Creek Middle, and Sango Elementary have also reached out to Combs and Haley about having teams out to their schools. October 2nd at 7.15 p.m. is the Financial Education Workshop for all seniors at the Echo Power Club level in Fort Terra Stadium. Learn to manage your money. It's very important. No one taught me and I'm poor. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. You can, you can be an example or you can be a leader. I'm not that second one, so I better be that first. All right. Well, connect via Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Shout out to Taylor. And Eric Elliott, the newest face in the external department and the man in charge of creating cool graphics and stuff moving forward. Let's go Pete.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody, Bush, and the sports information guru to be named later along with myself. Uh, we, I mean, we do stuff. It's cool, probably. Sometimes. Some people might think so. Yeah. Tickets, ticket gurus, Katie Locke and her assistant, Johnny Piper, have all the information you can use to get in the game. This includes our VIP end zone experience and single game box life suite offerings, which you can contact the ticket office for more information. I didn't uh, toss this in the script, but also uh, if you're starting to think about basketball season tickets, they are willing to take your money and provide you with a seat inside the Dunn Center for all the shooty hoops for all the shooty hoop season. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Argue with Casey over Gallagher bits. I don't even know what that is. 
you can look it up. Tweet at us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.